Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit PlanetBcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Oh, sweet Lord, won't you come back to me? Because I love it, I love it when you rub my feet. Hey guys, George Matthews here, hardworking engineering lackey of Andy and L's podcast, Two in the Think Tank, with a special, special announcement. Two in the Think Tank are doing their first ever live show in Sydney on the 15th of November as a double bill with podcast friends, The Weekly Planet. The show will be held at Cake Wine Cellar Door with a live DJ, special guests, door prizes and two Kraken podcasts. 6pm is the Doors opening time. I can't speak properly. The first podcast starts at 7.30pm. Second podcast at 8.30pm. Tickets are 25 buckaroos and there are other Planet Broadcasting shows live every Wednesday in November. Check out the link in the show notes to book and find out more. Thank you. Take it away, boys. Alistair. Yes, Andy. Matthews. Uh, when was the last time you did something good for you? Sorry, it's a question I've been asking everyone recently. I, don't know, I can't get it out of my mind. Yeah. I just need to know. When was the last time you did something good for your wrist? I don't think I've ever done anything good for my wrist at all. I, I treat it like garbage. <laughs> I yell at it. I spit on it. <laughs> Alistair, well, that's kind of why I brought this up, right? Because yeah. I've been seeing the way you treat your wrist. Mm-hmm. And I know that you, like, I don't think you realize how much your wrist does for you. Over okay. the years, I'm not going to lie, my relationship with my wrist is not what it used to be. It has definitely degraded over time. We don't treat each It doesn't mm-hmm. treat me any very good either. Wow. Okay. Well, look. I've got more information for you later in the pod- podcast, but I reckon I can, I can help you. I can help repair this uh, this broken relationship. Okay. Yeah. Does it involve? Well, it involves a little thing called movement watches. MVMD dot com forward slash think tank. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to go too deep into it right now. Okay. But um, suppose to say it's a, it's a, it's basically what it is. You know, they they put another face on it, so to speak. But but this is a relationship service. For your wrist. It's a relationship counseling for you and your wrist. All right. Well, I'm willing to listen through to the for the rest of this podcast just to hear what this the rest of, the, of this Look, is about. I'll, I'll just tell you right now, it's, uh, you know, a f- stylish, minimalist watches at an incredibly affordable price. What's and that sort of like, what, like $15,000? Alistair, you're going to shit yourself when I tell you how wrong you are. Okay. Well, I look forward to doing that. Okay, so that'll be later in the show. Um, right now, of course, we've got a... Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with a... You know, five. Alistair, what do you reckon? Only five sketch Only ideas. Only five sketch ideas. It almost feels like not worth it. It, it, you know, like why? What, off, what does that mean? Off the back of the hundred 
sketch idea episode. Five sketch ideas seems like this is going to be the easiest thing in the world. I don't even know, like, what, how do you come up with only five sketch ideas? I don't think I, I'm capable of that I'm, anymore. Yeah, I don't know either. So, look, we'll see how long we go for. It's like asking Usain Bolt to walk. I don't think To walk he, one meter. Yeah. <laughs> he won't do it. <laughs> he won't do it. He'll only run a hundred. Yeah. Look at these people who say, I don't get out of bed for less than... What is it, $10,000 $10, a $10,000, yeah, Naomi So, Campbell. well, they just lie there in their own feces? <laughs> I lie, I lie, what are they going to get together a crowdfunding campaign every time you want to go take a shit? Yeah. Yeah. That was, wow. that was Naomi Campbell, yeah. That, she Naomi just, Campbell, that's the subtext of that. She's like, oh, no, 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 I'm going to shit in my bed unless you pay me a lot of money. <laughs> Which is a real, like, it's quite a good localized little extortion campaign, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's because... She knows that people care about her and don't want to see her in That's that state. That's what it is. It is these kinds of people who are, uh, I think they're, in a way, they're emotional vampires. They take advantage of other people's goodwill towards them. Do you think that they're using guilt? I think they're using guilt. Guilt? Right. Yeah. And I think that's how uh, Naomi Campbell got to where she is today. Would you Presumably say that, her bed. Would you say that guilt is, they're using guilt like a knife? Guilt. <laughs> how did I say? That was an expression I used earlier in the... Yeah, for in almost a scenario exactly like this, where you guilt, just use guilt, guilt. To, to leverage, you know, to leverage people, sort of like yeah. you would open up a, a tin of paint with a knife like that. And you then don't you open up, up a tin of paint with a knife, Alistair. <laughs> you can. You're a fucking madman. You can. You, you can. open it with a screwdriver or a spoon. Andy, I, I open tin, tins of paint with knives. I shuck an oyster with a knife. Not the same knife. The same knife, Whoa. Andy. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Don't you know? I'm a I'm a bad boy. <laughs> I'm a rebel. I don't have any causes. <laughs> I feel like a lot of our our ideas come back to knives. And I feel like a lot of our default comedy, yeah. if you can call it that, Alistair, when it's just you and me and not this pretense of the podcast, involves either pretending to stab each other or <laughs> threatening to stab each other or just picking up a knife yeah. and just flailing Stabbing around. Stabbing the, the air. <laughs> 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 yeah! Oh damn! Sorry about that one. What, okay, uh, but but while we're talking about knives, yeah. right? You know, it's and so we very often go to the knife salesman, the knife salesman there sure. in the mall with his little table, yeah. right? It's that, but for shivs. Okay. Right. He's got he's got he's got a little 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 knife that he's made out of like sharpening a spoon or something. He's tied it with sticky tape to a pen. Yeah, and there's right. and there's kind of and there's so it's in prison. The guy's giving a demonstration. Other other like you know sort of inmates are walking past. <laughs> yeah. People are coming up to his booth. Yeah. Even his booth is made out of sort of like t- toilet the, paper that's kind of been right. mashed together and dried into a thing. And yeah, and sort of yeah, maybe like some old stools. It's prison commerce. Yeah, and then people are going, "Can I can I cut through a shoe?" He goes, "No, this one's made from a shoe. <laughs> this can one's stab about- through it." Okay, how about this? I think that's a good idea, right? Prison yeah. prison knife salesman guy. But yeah. also think that just as a, a knife salesman who uses the word stab a lot, because <laughs> they always say cut, right? Yeah. But, but the word stab <laughs> is like... This just, could stab through a shoe. It could this stab could, through a shoe. I, I, you know, look, I've, I've seen uh, these, these puppies at work and these, these things can go through 13 phone books. And, and and it'll still stab. You can it'll still stab. Can still stab. <laughs> that stabbing edge, it never loses its its uh, edge. Yeah, the stabbing point. Yeah. And he's got just like a mannequin that's that's decked out with like 
was sort of like it's just covered in phone books. Now, so like this is a sort of like a worst case scenario. This guy has absolutely covered himself in phone books, like this, right? Look at this. There's hardly a gap you can get through. But look at this, and he's just going. It's the thing uh, about the <laughs> stabby two hundred. Yeah, right? like you can it makes stab all day gaps. with this. Yeah. It finds gaps in between the pages where there were no, no gaps. In between the molecules. The, the way that this shiv works uh, is that it's actually got a, uh, so it's got a, an atom repellent. So it actually moves between the atoms and isn't kind of experiencing the normal resistance mm. uh, the, that, that, that your regular shivs do because it actually, the, the phone books are parting like the Red Sea for this Moses of the nine, of the shivs. <laughs> This is this is this is like an amazing piece of technology to invent it, right? Like this is incredibly game changing. Like think of what this could do to surgery, to industrial applications. But this guy who's invented this, he can't just get past the other. Oh, you go in there up under the rib cage. Yeah. Well, you've heard of military technology. This is prison technology. <laughs> prison grade tech, and a lot of the inventions that are cu- that they come up with in the prison. <laughs> Work their way into our homes, and then before you know it, you'll have a shiv in the, in that knife block on your kitchen bench. Yeah. You know, you've got your bread knife, you've got your big cutter, you've got your filleting knife, you've got your steak your <laughs> steak knife. Could... And then there, there'll be a little shiv. There's your shiv. So when you you know, let's say you get a leg of lamb, you want to shiv that. Get yeah. some, you know, you shiv it. Put some little whole garlic cloves into yeah. that leg of lamb. So you shiv it all over. Very often, like you, you got your rest of your knives there mm-hmm. for cutting. They're for cutting, right? <laughs> cutting your meats. But the shiv, that's for sending a message. <laughs> <laughs> to your meats. <laughs> to your meats. Or, Just you know, let you them can know who's boss. For the vegetarians, you know, obviously we're not excluding you. You know, pumpkin not giving you a hard time when, you had to, when, you, <laughs> when you're trying to cut it, you know, having trouble cutting it. It's always difficult. Yeah. Well, shiv it. Won't get that kind of... Shiv it. It falls apart. It just falls. opens up itself. <laughs> maybe you don't... Maybe, maybe you don't want to... Uh, Cut this onion, this 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 pumpkin, right? But you want to send a message to the other pumpkins. Yeah. Maybe the rest of its family, the squashes. You just go out to the, the vine. goods. You go out to the vine while they're still there. You teach them a lesson. The, yeah. their, 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 their skin doesn't get this thick. That's right. You set one example. <laughs> yeah, right, I mean, all right. So what does what does that boil down to? Boils down to prison shiv salesman. Pri- prison shiv salesman. I mean, and then but then it elaborates into the and world. Of this guy who becomes a successful businessman from within. That's right. From he's, within the prison. He's come system. out of the prison and he's like, goes to, well, what do I know? Mm. All he knows is those four walls. I presume there are more than four walls in a yeah. prison. If there's just four walls, <laughs> <laughs> it's, what, just, got? it's just a big dorm room. It's a dorm, it's a um, yard. And I think maybe some of the, like, you know, uh, product executives, mm. you know, there's TV executives. Well, there's also. You know, outside of the TV industry, there's product industry. Mm. And uh, a lot of these product executives are coming and they go, look, this is a kind of an untapped uh, idea market for us is the is prison technology. And then they kind of, have you got any other ideas? Mm. You know, have you written any scripts? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> not scripts, but I'm thinking about branching out into film. So yeah. I don't know. Well, I got all this, this money. Yeah. And we got to get ideas from somewhere. I'm just saying, if we wanted to expand this idea into further, mm-hmm. you know, if we wanted to see if there was... What, what's happening in episode three or four? I want to see like a, a shiv made from Japanese folded steel. Yeah, or just, uh, Japanese folded toilet paper. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they fold it. 
so many extra times. <laughs> and they wet it. And they mash it with like a... <laughs> they wet it. They mash it. They, they wet it. it. They, they mash it. it. <laughs> <laughs> they dry it in the sun. <laughs> I'm just kind of. I think I was just picturing that he was mashing it with sort of like a, just like the the back end of a of a screwdriver or something like that. I don't know why he's got a screwdriver. Why is he using that? Why is, <laughs> why is it he he's just shiving shiv? people that? Yeah, you got to shiv. The shiv you were looking for has been in front of your eyes this entire time. Here you are trying to turn. Oh, no, see, I think mash this toilet is, paper into. This is what gave him his his. This is what gave him the idea for this for this power shiv two hundred, yeah. right? Is that. His, you know, he was shiving away, and uh, his screwdriver driver broke off into someone because oh, wow. he found, you know, you, did, you just you can only get so many shivs out of a Probably regular get two or three thousand shivs out of a standard <laughs> screwdriver, right? And they start Where to you rust. work your way through the pri- the majority of the prison population in South Australia. <laughs> you're like, oh, now now what am I supposed to do? Well, it's when you get mashing. You get mash and you find your way. You know what about the 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 you know the pr- prison population of other states? Is that's just you know, if you're a forward thinking mm-hmm, shipman. Mm-hmm. Well, you he, he, like Alexander the Great. He he wept for there no were no more prison populations to ship. <laughs> <laughs> He'd shift his way to the top. <laughs> Yeah, which in many ways it would be, I guess, the bottom of regular society. Sure, but it's the top, <laughs> of, the prison top of prison society. society. Yeah, but then once you're at the top of prison society, you just got to do that little jump and grab. Yeah, and, right? then, and you're you're on the bottom rung of real life. Regular prison. Regular life. I guess at some point, if you just shiv your way out, they they must just let you out because you're just yeah. committing too many crimes. Well, also you've 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 you know you've done us a bloody favor. You know. You've oh my God, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you, I, I, I designed a prison. Did you? I yeah. I feel like I would remember that. No, well, like, like, not the good bits, but I, I did the, I did the uh, electrical layout for, oh. for a prison in South Australia. I oh. did the, when I was an engineer, I, I, I told them where to put the power outlets. Well, you know what? I've designed both uh, an old folks' home yeah? and, and a similar thing with you. I, I, I decided where the hot water systems were going to be. Oh, that's much more important. No, a lot of the lighting and the air conditioning. Uh, then I also did that with a with a firehouse, you know, like a fire, not a, like a house that's on fire, but <laughs> the place where you go if you want to be like wait t- for houses to catch on fire. Right, right. What what does that mean? Oh, so your fire fire station. Fire, fire station. Yeah, sorry, Andy. No, no, no. That's all right. Let's see. In today's episode, instead of doing a <laughs> d- doing eleven <laughs> hours eleven hour podcast, what we're doing is we're doing a one hour podcast after spending ten hours together. Yeah, we spent. But ten Alistair's hours together been work. working for fifteen hours or yeah, something. Yeah, I was at, I did a fifteen hour shift at work, which was mostly standing around and not doing that much. But you know, but you know, you got you got to make a lot of light conversation and these kinds of things, and that can really drain your resources of bullshit, Alistair, which is what you'll be tapping into. Which is a, yeah. To be honest, is what what this podcast is. It's my resources of bullshit. Mm. But you know, it, look, the only problem, the only part that it's affecting, it seems, is my my vocabulary. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> all it's affecting is my ability to talk. Yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, is there a sketch in in sort of well, brain okay. resources? In 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 sorry, brain resources. Brain resources. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, okay. So well. well well, we've got uh, the, the markets. 
right? Mm -hmm. We've got, you, you've got your standard markets and you've got your markets for coffee and oil, crude oil and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Egyptian cotton or whatever. And they all go, you know, you're sold on some sort of exchange somewhere and you can Alibaba, buy futures. Alibaba, Silk Road. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking more of like there's international price indexes for sure. these kinds of things. Yeah. Um, at the stock market or some some shit like that, right? Is there something like that, but for like wherewithal and uh, self control and uh, you know uh, gumption? Yeah, right. So like when when stamina so, when self control the when the price of self control is up, you could like exercise a lot of it. Yeah, and then and then that brings in money. Well, I mean, <laughs> is this government subsidized? <laughs> Some of the practicalities of this, yeah. as a concept, need need a bit of ironing out. Sure, sure. But uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's something that we. How look, about this? It's Iron Man, but it's a guy who does some ironing. Alistair, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> is it is there something in? Yeah. Right, and we may have already pitched this on the show before, right? But something like a Fiverr or a Deliveroo or something or an Uber, mm. but for self control. Right, so when you don't have self-control, there's an app, you open it up on your phone, right? Yeah. And they send someone around, you pay them five bucks or whatever, and they exercise self-control for you, right? Yeah. So here's two ways that could go. Okay. One, there's a big plate of marshmallows in front of you, right? Yeah. And you know what you're like with those big plates of oh, marshmallows? Man, just plates. Marshmallows <laughs> oh, on a plate? Marshmallows on a plate. <laughs> Firstly... What a fucking insane way <laughs> to serve marshmallows on a flat platter. And I imagine they're only one marshmallow deep as well. Yeah, it's just, just like you would get a sushi platter yeah, or something. It's just marshmallows. And then you, you reach for them and you're just knocking them off yeah. the plate. They're rolling off the table. Or, okay, well, this you're could be a sketch. Them. Somebody who doesn't know when to use a bowl. <laughs> well, I think we've had a sketch about bowls before. Yeah. But like, there's some things like... Like corn chips, sure, right, or any kind of chips, really. You don't put them on a plate. No. They need to be in a bowl. It doesn't matter how shallow the bowl is; it just has to be a bowl. Okay, but what about this? Right, you're making nachos. Yes, and then you're putting sort of cheese on there, and it's holding all the chips together. Then it makes a plate okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I, I guess we're discovering some kind of emergent phenomena uh, associated sure. with. <laughs> Like they make their own bowl, they they make their own structure, like fire ants. They're like, yeah, I guess Doritos are a lot like fire ants in many ways. That when there's a flood of people wanting to eat them, mm. they come together using cheese, cheese to form a super a superstructure. Mm. Yeah, but okay. Anyway, that that that's that's a, that's a possibility. Right? It would also would have been the kind of thing that you would see floating around in Texas during those floods. Would be nachos. I imagine they're big nacho people down there. Mm. Imagine you got soup, right? But it's on a plate that's so shallow that you can't, like, I guess the plate has to be really wide to fit all the soup on, right? Yeah. But you can't even get the spoon under it to, like, get uh -oh. any, like, the, it's it's shallower than the depth of the spoon. Yeah, that would be, the, that would be infuriating. <sighs> what about this, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a restaurant you go to. All the food served to you in big spoons, and then you have a little bowl that you use to scoop it out of the okay. spoon. <laughs> what about this? All the food served on a on a knife, yeah. and you just have bits of toast that you got to scrape it off of the knife with. <laughs> I mean, I yeah? like it. You like it? I like it, Alistair. 
Can we, how is this? A there's a big, yet? there's a big cup in the middle of the table. Everybody has a little bottle in front of them. They got to pour <laughs> the, the water from the cup into the bottle, or like and half an orange. The bottle. Sure, half an orange. <laughs> like an empty, an empty, you know, like a, like a, like a squeezed orange half. It and sounds then, like a night nightmare, like a dream. That really? You have. I think we've just come up with an idea for a dream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's. That's that's a cool podcast idea yeah. coming up with dream ideas. People listen to your podcast and you're giving their brains suggestions for dreams. Mm. Well, maybe they listen to it while they're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> we just you know, that's, get, that's we just a, provide some imagery. I think that's a good idea. Even, but even like like all it is like uh, it's like an eleven hour podcast. Yeah, <laughs> great. Well, this is in our wheelhouse now. Okay, yeah, and and all it is so, it's, but there's a lot more silence than say the one hundred episode that we did with a hundred sketches, mm-hmm, Andy. Mm-hmm. Um it it's just a lot a lot of silence and then occasionally you're just going Eagle, 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 eagle <laughs> like that. You know? And then you just Oh so, that sounds stressful. Yeah well well I know but you won't hear it most of the time. And it's so so occasionally it's just coming in, it's got some urgency so that the person's brain feels like it needs to react. Yeah, you got to get that cut through. Yeah, you got to get that cut through because or else there's if a you lot just of noise talking, out there in the subconscious media landscape. Yeah, and 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 as you know, uh, first of all, thank you to all the people who listened to the 100th oh episode. Oh my god, we've been getting tweets. We've been getting so many messages from people, and it's actually incredibly lovely and uh, uh, gratifying. And people have been saying really nice things. The people who listened, some people listened to the podcast. All in one go, yeah. which is insane. <laughs> it is craziness. Uh, and I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, I, I don't know how to deal with the generosity that came from... Like, I know it's not, a gen, like, it's not necessarily a generous act, but it's a, it's a weird, brave act, and it feels generous mm. because you listened to a thing that is longer than anything, anything anyone should ever have to listen to. <laughs> it's just so absurd. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and and... You know, people making the jokes that we on the 200th episode that we would do 200 sketch ideas. Obviously, that's so ridiculous. But today, it came up that we were like, maybe we could do it. We we it came up with that. I don't think we have a choice. If this podcast is still going in another hundred episodes, yeah, it ha- we have to do that. Yeah, I think and, so. And and you know? and I think it would take 24 hours probably. Yeah, I dare say. And uh, there's a chance that we may do it. So. And is, is it you know, if anybody's working in uh, audio compression technology, you've got approximately two years yeah. to get things to the point where we can actually feasibly give a 24-hour podcast. That to people. will be hopefully less than 500 meg. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the reason why I brought that up, and thank you all for all the tweets, is that one person sent, said that they uh, they were listening to it when they went and they fell asleep. And then when they woke up in the morning, it was still playing. Yeah. And we were still talking. And that's what I'm talking about with this new podcast. Yeah. With, with, with this, obviously, this dream suggestion podcast. Uh, that it can't just be us continuously talking because we're, we may not be affecting dreams in the way that we want to. Okay, Alistair. Let's, let's, let's just back it up slightly. Yeah. All right? Because we had about six ideas all in a row there. And I just want just to hit back on some of them. Okay. Right? I like this... I know it was my idea, but I like this Uber self-control app thing, whatever it is, right? It's where you get someone in to exercise self-control for you. And I was going to say, I don't know whether it is that you're, um, you're, you're about to eat 
um, some food that you shouldn't, or they and they stop you. Yeah. Or you just get someone in to not eat the food, and then you eat the food. So they're exercising self control, and you're you don't have to. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's one thing. I like. I really like the idea of just a big flat plate of marshmallows. Uh, no, it's not a sketch, <laughs> right? But I, I, I think it's it's just a it's just a great visual. I think I think. It, I think it could be a sketch. I think you get to a you go to a party. Yeah. Right. And there's a plate of marshmallows there, and you look around yeah. and everything like yeah everything's on place. The chips are on a plate, right? The tomato sauce is on a little plate. Sure, maybe like, some cherry tomatoes. I don't think this person knows about the concept of depth. Doesn't understand bowls, where things go. Yeah. What about like, I mean, could they could there be orange juice on a plate? Yeah. I mean, at first I just thought it was spilled. Somebody <laughs> had spilled it. <laughs> no, I think that's genuinely, I think that's how they're serving it. I think they're serving. This person is so bold. I can't believe I have someone like this in my life. Ironically, they're bold and yet... <laughs> they're bold. They're bold. <laughs> Bold. All right. Is is this enough of a sketch idea? Yeah, I think that's absolutely a sketch idea. It's such a weird thing to experience. Yeah, no, okay. So I, so it's I, kind I of like two people, people, not exactly bonding, but kind of... Yeah, realizing that they're in this thing. This place with people who... You know, it's like, it's like if in the movie Eyes Wide Shut, right? Yeah. When Tom Cruise had gone to that weird sex party. Yeah. If instead of everyone having sex with masks on, yeah. it had been just people eating inappropriate things off plates, you know, it'd be mm. that. And he's sort of going around baffled and almost amazed by this, uh, yeah. Sure, yeah. Visual, okay. You know, this, uh, this, this strange world that Is he's Is it a bunch himself. of rich people that are getting bounce, together? I think it's a bunch of, of rich plates? people, yeah. I guess it's like, it's for people who, I mean, look, this, I don't, this definitely does not need to be part of the idea. But imagine people for who are so rich that you know space space itself doesn't matter. So you can have you can waste a whole table yeah. on a bowl of soup. Surface area. Surface right? area means and nothing to me. That, and and also spilling things wouldn't be an issue for them as well. Right? A lot of us have to keep our juice mostly uh vertically. Yeah. And that's that's a prison. You might not realize it, mm. but having to keep your your liquids in a container that is deeper that goes is, up yeah that goes up that's you're trapped you think you have free will but you don't you because society and the laws of physics tell you what kind of container you can keep liquids in mm. firstly they tell you it has to be a container yeah i don't like that i don't like that i like to let something just spread out until it's shallow enough that the surface tension at the edges that holds it in and that's enough for me uh, I think the ideal way to have a glass of water mm. is on a sheet is, of glass. <laughs> well, I th- I think just in a room and it just covers the floor. Great. Yeah. You just pour the water onto the ground. Yeah, and then you kind of you just do a handstand and you oh, just yeah. and and then you just kind of walk on your hands. Yeah. With dragging your tongue along the ground. Fuck. That's a crazy handstand. I don't know if that's even possible. Right. You've got to. Ha- you'd have to have your arms out so far, yeah. and be down. Yes. And to walk, how are you? Like walk. Yeah. Are you walking with your shoulders? You, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. You got to severely injure your neck. All right. 
Um, and then you've written a note there of something else because I interrupted you. Well, no, I was just taking notes because I know you were you were going to go through a bunch of these mini ideas. Yeah, but I've forgotten all that. Yeah, if there was anything so, else I've forgotten. What it yeah, was. Well, well, I mean, and so I wanted to like take notes so that we could double check to see whether or not they're sketches. So yeah. I understand that the self control fiver thing is an idea. An idea, but I think how how is it a sketch right now? Um, Just a couple of guys at a party, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, you know, like, what are you? How do these people feel that they're they're actually exercising self control because they're just kind of offsetting it? Yeah, or you're else. getting someone else to exercise self control, or or it is somebody who comes in and stops you from doing the thing that you don't want to do. But then that's pretty much just a personal trainer or like a yeah. a parent or something like that. And I think you that's know? also the sketch that. I think that maybe uh, oh, Schumer was accused of stealing from a bunch of other places oh, because fuck. it's that one where you basically have somebody slap the food out of your hand, you know. Oh, okay. Well, then. But. I need somebody to stop me from doing that sketch, clearly. Andy, I've just become that person for you. So, look. Thank you. Um, you slap that thought out of my mind. Is there... In the so in the dream pod idea, which I yeah. know is kind of a is a just an it's not really a sketch idea at all. But what if these people who started this something of the, of this sort was just like as a as a fuck around? Mm. Um, they had they ended up having some weird deep impact on society. Mm-hmm. That what you know what they thought at the time, sort of much like these ASR ACSR stuff. Where ASMR ASMR yeah there you go. Um, you know, these people start people. People started creating those, and they just took off, and people loved it, and started listening to so yep. many of them. And and just a great way to get a little tingle on, get a, maybe relax, get a little tingle. You know, people for for some reason really like these these fuck with your dreams podcasts, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But then they, had, you know, I like that within our idea. We've written in the fact that our idea is successful. <laughs> I know. Well. <laughs> In this in this circumstance, I do not picture <laughs> it being us. I don't okay. think that would happen. Ah, oh, it's a shame with us. Yeah, but that's fine. But I, like, that's why it's a fantasy world. Yeah. Really. <laughs> that's why it's fantasy. Um, and all my fantasies are involve good things happening to people who aren't me. And and so the things that they're saying are just kind of like dumb fuck arounds, like you know, eagle, 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 eagle. You're a captain. You're a captain. You're a captain. You're a captain. Get the captain here. Get the captain here. Mm. Like that, that kind of thing. And then it ends up having some weird, deep impact on society. Like people change in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I I also think it could go down, and this would be more of a a, a visual thing, right? Like like I can picture this being a bit more interesting to watch on camera. Not much more interesting. Good. A bit more interesting. Because right? the way I was picturing it wasn't visually interesting, and well, I don't, well, I, mean, I, I don't think I can really shift from that vision, well, Alice, which is not a very good vision. Look, because what your vision is, right, <laughs> is a fucking podcast, and yeah. there's nothing more tedious than that, right? Yeah. So here's my idea. Okay. Right? Instead of a podcast, it's somebody who comes around and does this in person at your house, right? Okay. So they come into your bedroom mm. and they describe <laughs> things to you, right, while you sleep. <laughs> 
right. and the twist is that they steal from you as well. <laughs> See, I mean, that's something, isn't Already, it? Already, that is more than just a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it doesn't involve any of our ideas being successful. But I, but I like the idea that this, 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 this occurs for people who are so, you know, boring. They either they, you know, they're corporate kinds of soulless droids or whatever. That they, they that they have nothing to dream about, right? They have no mm. imagery, so they hire a creative dream artist yeah. to come around and to just sort of whisper some, you know, vivid imagery and stuff like that in there. Throughout and then, the night. you know, and then they can get something out of that. They can get, you know, an escape or whatever it is. Yeah, so it's kind of like the game, you know, that movie, the game. Yeah, yeah. But for 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 people who just want some joy in their dreams. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. so maybe. You know, you've got one of those kind of like uh, those Foley like sound boxes <laughs> yeah. that you'd use for radio plays. <laughs> You're like, he does the full thing. <laughs> goes, it's amazing. Yeah, I really, I really <laughs> believed in the dream. I really believed I was dreaming about a guy beating his chest. <laughs> those were supposed to be footsteps, but I no, guess, yeah. but the but. But the dreams do interpret sounds as different things. You know, mm. you hear a car horn, and in your dream, it's like, "What's this mariachi band doing here at my wedding?" Um, do you think you, you wouldn't be upset if a mariachi band appeared at your wedding? Would I you? fucking love it if yeah. a mariachi. People complain about mariachi bands. I think like there's a bit of a trope that they're annoying or something like that. Yeah, no. I think it's the best. Yeah, it would be the best. Man, I don't care if they only have one or two songs, mm. right? They're really good songs. See? I think it, I'm a loving video. this. There's a video of, of some mariachi people playing to a beluga. <laughs> and uh, that's the song. And, and I always... belugas can't be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they can't. You know, three out of four belugas say they love mariachi <laughs> music. And uh, when it comes to music, I do trust the smartest mammal mm-hmm. in the ocean. Yeah. Um, um the right. scuba diver. The scuba diver. So okay. Yeah, right. So I, I think that's I think that's right. Can can are yeah. you happy with my variation on it? That it's Absolutely, Andy. As I always am. Dream whispers. Dream, uh, it's it's a, well, it's basically like the BFG, right? Really? But he's just a guy, right? <laughs> and uh and the he, BFG do something to your dreams. Yeah, that's the BFG's job is he catches dreams in the desert. And he blows them into people's uh, bedrooms through a long trumpet. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so where does he hold them? In his lungs? He keeps them in jars. Oh, in jars. And so then he puts them in his mouth? He somehow gets it into the tube to blow it into the... Maybe he puts it in his mouth and then he blows it out. He drinks the... Yeah, so then you get... That's weird, though. You get a bit of giant saliva with your dream... I guess you'll get some of that anyway, even if he just puts it into the tube and then he spits into the tube to yeah. like blow in there. So you get some BFG juice and um, BFG juice. But then also, I guess a great dream, which I guess is the, that's why he does it while people are sleeping. I think I think that's probably it. While people are sleeping. While people are sleeping. Can he because can of he, the dream? Can you blow the trumpet at your face while you're awake and you daydream? Yeah, that's interesting. I can't remember if that if that. Is it explored in the book? It seems like it would be. That's a logical place for it to go. And can he? And can he weaponize it in any way? Can I he think like... he does. I think he blows some nightmares into uh, a group of sleeping other giants and causes them to fight each other. 
Really? Well, yeah. So they have a fight based on the dreams that they had. Look, Alistair, what what I'm I'm being put, I've somehow found myself in the position <laughs> where I am trying to defend against a hostile interrogator a book that I read as a child. It was actually yeah. the first book I ever remember reading. Wow! Right. So we, we, I was in grade two, probably, mm-hmm. and this, the, to to be placed on the stand here and asked to defend the logic. <laughs> Of the BFG by you, a guy who has not read the BFG, it would seem. <laughs> I, I, I imagine I'd probably like it a lot. Yeah. But, you know, I've been reading a lot of kids' books and, uh, and recently, and, uh, and, and a lot of their logical consistencies left me wanting. I, well, is, so is this a sketch, right? Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, somebody's in a position much like I find myself just now, mm-hmm. and then very quickly, a court is assembled. Yeah. And they... <laughs> You know, and there's an interrogator, and there's a jury, and that sort of thing, and there's a judge, and they have to uh, they have to defend themselves or whatever it is that they were saying, based right? off of just based on not really remembering. This know, feels like something a really that long time ago. I mean, this feels it's like pretty something... vague outlines. No, no, but Andy, it does feel like something that could you know this is the kind of thing that could re- a video like this could really go viral on on Facebook because people can relate to that. They love you know people are always complaining about how we don't argue about minor details and things anymore because we always just look up on IMDb yeah. and things like that. Yeah. This this seemed to be in the past the the best thing that were in people's lives was when they argued about who oh. who like, you know, my, you know was that Michael Keaton in that movie? My my fav- favorite bits of life before the internet where all the bits were going be like no, no, <laughs> it's not that. It's no. oh. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Who starred in Multiplicity? He had the hair that was br- it was brown. No, it was curlier than that, and it curlier was, than it was, brown. It was like a curlier, tighter curl than brown. I think we might be talking about a different thing. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> no, okay. let's hope that one day a, a, a source of knowledge doesn't come out that ruins this moment, this precious moment. Yeah. But but I but I I think you're right. Okay, so it is. It is, it, it is a almost like a judge duty or a televised argument, right? Yeah. Of in 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 a legal kind of framework, but but people trying to decide whether or not it was Michael Keaton in that movie, mm. right? And they 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 call witnesses who, but that there can be no facts brought into this. There can be no research. All it is <laughs> is various people's different recollections or random bits of circumstantial evidence that they present yeah. to try and make this case. Yeah, and so then the answer is most likely absolutely incorrect. But yeah. the important thing is that they convince the jury. Yeah, yeah. That that within the moment they've yeah. won. Yeah, and and they they just win basically a bunch of endorphins. Yeah. And the and and then and the jury reads out the decision. We find Michael Keaton in that movie, or not in like, that movie. Yeah, How do you find in that movie or not in that movie? We find the lead 
of train spotting to be Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. Um, and so it just appears in the room, right? It will just be kind of like a, like a, like a judge, you know, lectern of some sort, mm. you know, maybe standing behind it. It's kind of, I guess, it could be in the style of sort of Judge Joe Brown and sort of Judge Judy. Mm. It's, um, it's, what is it like? Instantaneous court or something like that. That's a very clumsy and not at all appealing <laughs> name, but it's yeah. like instant justice or something like that, or instant arbitration. We, okay, so there are people sitting there. Somebody says, should we look it up, right? I'll, I'll just Google it. And you're like, no, no, no. Let's send this to instant arbitration or let's send this to instant court. I still listen. Instant court. <laughs> <sighs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Just for those who can't see it, he's really searching. I'm, I'm looking around and I'm I'm I'm, I'm I got nothing. I'm like magistrate, magic, magic straight, magistrate, magistrate away. Look, yeah, um, but I think that doesn't I th- I matter. Think, I think maybe what the name doesn't capture, which I I love every attempt. I think you're capturing the instantness of mm. it and how quickly it's happening. But I think you're not cap- capturing the flimsiness and the pointlessness mm. and how incorrect the court is yeah. within that, you know? So there's. But, 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 but that's. I, I, I like framing it as an alternative to go. So it's in the current world and it's an alternative to, to, to looking it up. Mm. You know, you just, you just decide it. You know, I mean, you know, for, for, you know, for it to really take off on. On on your you know your Facebooks and your other social media platforms maybe uh, what's the Chinese one Wei 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 Ping um we 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 oh yeah Weibo 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 yeah and for it to take off on there see Weibo is exactly getting to the bottom of what the Chinese that one is called this is exactly the kind of thing that that it would be useful for yeah I think it should be like called like argument court yeah. Great. You know, argue court, argument court, something that's real, you know, that, that the common man will see on mm. Facebook, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll paste it at the top of the video, maybe at the, bo- at the bottom, we'll, we'll explain in brackets even more. It's like, it's the court that settles arguments like that, you know, that said, you know, and then you go, what's the, what's the thing? What's the Chinese Twitter? Weibo, Weibo, mm. Weibo. Now, and I'd like to point out that this is different to the podcast with Judge John... What's it? What's it called? Judge John Hopkins or something? Judge, uh, the the guy who does the yeah, co- court of petty claims or whatever it is. Yeah, right. Judge John. Oh yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, the John. American comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah that guy. But that's that's more personal disagreements about things in their lives and that sort of thing. This is just minutiae and like working out things where there are actual facts and there are actual answers. Yeah. But they're just gonna, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we're we're nothing like him. First of all, he nothing has his like own him. courtroom, right? Yeah, or, or it's a podcast. But yeah, sure. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this will be in video. I mean, form. we're a lot like him in a lot of ways. <laughs> he kind of looks like a cross between us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's hugely successful, yeah, obviously. See, look, so it's that, like, it's like that, but that, not successful. Yeah, okay. Even it's tra- exactly the same, but nobody likes it. Or wants to watch it or listen to yeah, it. Yeah, you see, there we go. But except for like, you know, we'll have the things on there. But every time we want it to be incorrect. We want it to be the thing that feeds the, the, the stupidness of families, you know, that keeps that insularness, that keeps families dumb. 
whole families with incorrect notions. Generations, you know, ignorance. You know, you handed it. Precious gems of ignorance handed down from generation to generation. You know, whole families that don't believe in sort of, you know, very basic scientific things because they've just, they've instead of looking anything up, they've decided to work it out from first principles yeah. based on the very small amount of information that they have. That's right. It's almost superstition-like, their belief that Michael Keaton was the guy in that thing. And that a, that a court also should decide facts is very funny because... Because it's it's not using reality, it's using persuasiveness of argument. Mm, mm. So the way I see it, the way that it's come together, that uh, the person that you're describing has a tight curl <laughs> in their hair, uh, and um, and uh, f- from what uh, you, sir, are saying, the only person that that could be is Michael Keaton. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't really have tight, curly hair. <laughs> He doesn't have much hair at all. And I think you'll find that in the film industry, there's a lot of use of wigs and other... It's a tight curl. They have entire departments. They have a hair and makeup department. Its entire job is to make hair look like other hair. The the fact that you are basing your argument on a a recollection of hair Mm. shows just how flimsy this whole thing is. It's hanging by a thread. And that thread is neither curly nor tight. It's a tight... Curl, and it's Michael Keaton. Look. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't obviously the best possible version. Of this? Yeah, that we did just then, that example. I don't no, know why okay. we're hung up on Michael okay. Keaton. Okay, Andy. And you, you, you used were, like, like, like it was you were involved in the constant bringing up of Michael Keaton. I feel like I'm completely to blame. No, I've, I've, I've brought him up as well, Alistair. All right, well, let's do another version of it him. again. And then you bring up Michael Keaton <laughs> just so that I don't feel bad. How about that? Okay. So, um, so in the defendant, you say I say that it was Michael Keaton. Okay. <laughs> okay, Alistair. But you were telling me earlier that yeah. you've never done anything good for your wrist, right? Oh, that's true. And, yeah. And and I just like there were a couple of guys just like you. Mm, yeah. Right? You know how you're a couple of guys. Absolutely. Well, there were a couple of guys. Also like you, but they were in uh, the United States of America, right? And they right. realized that they had never done anything good for their wrist, right? And they looked at their, their wrist, their empty wrist. Bald their, wrist? Bald, the bald, naked wrist, yeah. right? Um, of two men. Of two men. They looked at their, their, their four wrists and they thought, you know, I would love to get a designer watch. What they realise is is that through research, the designer watches in your in your department mm. stores, in your um, you know your your Myers, your David Joneses, your, your Sears, your, your Sears, your your Zellers, sure, um, sure, your Macy's your Fifth Avenue, Macy's Fifth Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, Walt- Sa- is it Saks Fifth? A- I think it's Saks Fifth Avenue. I think I've been saying Macy's Fifth. Macy's is a different thing. It's probably a Macy's on Fifth Avenue. Anyway, the point is, right? They they they, they could cost what fifteen hundred dollars. Maybe twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred dollars and up. And right? upwards. Why but, would they even stop putting higher prices on? And it? so they started movement watches and movement watches, MVMT dot com slash think tank is your place where you can go and you can get a stylish, minimalist, very mm. tasteful. We both got these watches. I just it? did something nice for my wrist. You did actually. You got a watch. You got a gold uh movement watch. I thought you were crazy. Right? Yeah. But you know what? Turns pull out it off. I'm now and then like, you put it back on again and it looks good. Yeah, I and mean, then it turns I'm probably one of the most stylish people you've ever met now. Probably. Yeah? Yeah. 
And I've got one, and I love it. Absolutely. Right? I see you wearing it all the time. Nice big... Pe- people been complimenting you on that nice big have, face. Nice big face. <laughs> big trusting face, yeah. you know. <laughs> Absolutely. It's You know, it's like, uh, you know... Uh, you know, like a, like a, like a, like a alcoholic like a Bert uncle. Newton. <laughs> sure, and you know, so they, these these watches they start at ninety five dollars. What's that? They start at ninety five dollars. Say that again. They start, Alistair. These watches. How much? Their prices. They start at ninety five dollars. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's insane, right? It is insane. Yeah. Okay, but if you go to mvmt.com forward slash think tank, yeah. you'll get fifteen percent off, free shipping, free returns, and a watch, and a, and a watch as well. <laughs> I just, yeah. Fuck, Alistair, it's a good yeah. thing you're here because I would not have mentioned that and people would have thought that doesn't sound like so great a deal. Yeah. But, hey, it's all in there, right? MVMT.com forward slash think tank. They've all... So, I, I, think, I think I'm getting these numbers right. They've sold over a billion watches... No, I think it's a million. ...in more than a trillion countries. Well, yeah, no, I, I actually... Sorry, I, I apologize for correcting you. Yeah, So and, and, and that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I think they sell more watches than... Then there are Big Macs. atoms in the universe. Yeah, then there are Big Macs <laughs> in the universe. Yeah, which is wild. Anyway, so uh, mvmt.com forward slash think tank. Get yourself a beautiful watch. Oh, absolutely. And support um, the watches. Okay, I didn't support write. you. Um, I, I forgot what we were talking about before. Hey, but it's was that it courts thing? So it was John it's Hopkins. Instant, it's, no, it's not <laughs> Hopkins. Small John team. Hopkins University. What is his name? It's not John Hopkins, is it? No. Judge John. Man, see this again. This is exactly the sort of thing that we would have to resolve in our court. Small that is nothing at all court. like his court, whoever he is, and whatever he's doing. And don't listen to his podcast. Right? I've heard it's very good. You yeah. might. You might. You might fall in love with it. You know, it's like when you don't want to introduce somebody to somebody. Oh, absolutely. Right? Because you're worried they'll fall in love with them and steal them away from you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's mm. happened a lot. But I used to because I, I, loved, I loved them so much. This person, whoever I didn't want to fall in love with somebody else. I loved them so much I wanted to see them happy. So I'd, <laughs> wow. I'd try to help them find somebody yeah. really good. In fact, you'd set them up with someone. And yeah. then you'd, if anything, you'd be worse in the relationship to help them, to drive them away to find somebody better? I'd be worse? Yeah, you, you would treat them badly. Yeah. Because you knew they deserved better. No, they deserved good. <laughs> they deserved somebody to really help them yeah. and set them up with somebody and treat them nice. And then, but, you know, but then they would really way, see how good you are. isn't setting somebody up with somebody better the best thing you could do? Which doesn't make that make you the better person? So shouldn't they be with you? Yeah, that's true. But then you're somebody who wants to set them up with somebody else. Yeah, but you don't know Fuck. how bad a person that I am. My starting badness. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if setting them up with a really good person was quite enough to get me to the level <laughs> of that other person. Just you know, so I had to. When when you're when you do this kind of thing, you really got to take that into account, and mm. you can't be an amateur and sort of make those kinds of. Quite basic mistakes. Basic mistakes. That's, that's entry level. Now, if you're trying to make somebody happy by getting rid of them, is that, is that ridiculous? If you love somebody, you set them free. Mm. I mean, well, it's, it certainly it's, doesn't work with children. No, I. But I mean, I think the the kids will probably come back unless they, you know, somebody picks them up or something <laughs> like that. Like, 
I guess I guess that's the, that's the problem with that whole that's argument. Risk, is that it? If somebody loves you, like if you know, if you love somebody, set them free. And I guess if they come back, then that means they they quite love you. Is or that... they didn't get grabbed by someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, well, they could have just got chance. grabbed by someone. That's a huge flaw in that. <laughs> they probably got grabbed. So. It's the grabbers you got to watch out for. <laughs> well, the gra- the grabbers really ruin your chances of, at. Pure, tr- true love, un- like reciprocated love. They're the, those big gulls on the beach where the little little turtles are trying to get to the ocean, right? Because you've, you've set those turtles free, yeah. right? And then there's those big gulls who swoop down and grab them. Yeah. You know, and gulls, you don't normally see them as sort of being a meat-eating kind of... No, but when you see them go after those little turtles, you realise that oh. those gulls are... Bloody hell. They're, they're not very ethical. No, they're not. And those beaks are... Vicious. Oh, but yeah, I yeah, I always sort of picture my finger going in there. You know, like those ones, those you know, sort of medium-sized gulls that come in for your chips or fries. I know them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pacific pic- gull? Is that a Pacific gull? Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I picture. I think I, it's the same fear that I have. Is that what you said? Did you say Pacific? No, gull? I didn't no, say no, Pacific no. gull. No, no. I think I might have said in Indian gull. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um. I have the same the same fear for those that that fear of getting my finger stuck in a beak as having like a set of ice rink skates roll over my you know glide over my finger if I fall on the ground. I, I'm I'm scared of that, and I've haven't been ice skating in probably twenty years. Yeah, like I I am uh, irrationally. Afraid of, of ice skates. Uh, yeah. Living living as we do in Australia, mm-hmm. in a really warm climate. Yeah, very warm. Nothing freezes over, even in the depths of winter. You have you'd ha- I'd have to actually go to an ice skate mm-hmm. in rink, <laughs> <laughs> and I, then I guess once I was there, go to an ice skate. Yeah, and then you know, pretty much, I'd have to hire my own skates to get out onto the ice. Yeah, the I sequence- guess there's a sketch in sort of like somebody who's just. Uh, has that fear all the time, and so they go see their psychologist, and then and then they tell them about that, and they just go, "It bothers me all the time. I haven't been skating for twenty years, and I just think about it." And mm. you know, I saw I saw some I saw some ice hockey briefly in the sort of sports highlights at the end of yeah. the news. For it was the it was the you know the World the, Cup or something. No, it was like the the you know the the play of the day, mm. and it was like you know, was, you know Guy Lafleur, you know. And he, to put a puck in a net down. anyway and uh and then the, the guys walls go we're going to do exposure therapy <laughs> 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 that's the only way that we can get you rid of that and then suddenly you're just spending heaps <laughs> of time, time on, on an ice rink <laughs> i mean but to really expose you to this we're going to have yeah. to get you to lie down there on the ice while people skate towards <laughs> you. you. Think of that. So and, that not, you and not a... good skaters either. No. Well, I mean, good skaters, that would sort of build a false... Mm. I think you're going to know. You're not going to be able to trick your brain. To thinking that you're really at risk. <laughs> so we've got this kind of... This, we've got all these seven-year-olds who are just learning how to ice skate. For the but they're first... heavy seven-year-olds. Yeah, absolutely. And they're all quite bulky and boisterous, and they can get up a fair bit of speed. I mean, they're... Yeah. They're good. They're good skaters. You know, like you know, like let's say with 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 a hockey team. You know, there's often that there's kind of that culture with young hockey teams that after they play a game, 
You know, if they do well, a family might take them to McDonald's. Yeah. Well, this is kind of the reverse of that. This is a <laughs> a, a, a kid, kid who go to McDonald's, really well McDonald's. And if they if they if they really eat really well mm-hmm. at McDonald's, then the, the parents take them out ice skating. Set them loose on the ice, and <laughs> and they haven't done a lot of ice skating. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that's really funny. It's 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 almost like that. <laughs> you know that that that. The fear of heights, I think, for a lot of people comes from like when you're near an edge, you're worried that you'll throw yourself over it. Yeah. I think the fear of ice sk- getting your fingers cut off in an ice skating rink is for a lot of people that if you're near an ice skating rink, the fear that you will go in and hire some skates and go out onto the ice and then <laughs> lie down and get someone to run over your fingers. That's really <laughs> what you're scared of, right? Because you don't trust yourself to not do that. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I and But look, and... and in terms of how rational a fear that is, uh, I, you know, having grown up in Quebec, never heard of it happening. But and I don't think I even thought about it happening until I moved to Australia. Wow! So it's almost something that increases with distance, you know. Like, yeah. I get. I guess it's like you know, in Germany they have the autobahn, right? Yeah. Everyone drives really fast. So everyone's a really good driver and there's never any accidents. There's never any and everybody everybody is a good driver. Quebec, everybody's constantly ice skating. Mm-hmm. There's never been a single ice skating accident. Not, but no, in no, Australia, not we're both inexperienced with driving at high speeds yeah. and skating on the ice. And right. people in cars are constantly hitting ice skaters. <laughs> constantly. <Yeah. laughs> Non-stop and the the ice skaters, their skates are coming off and cutting off the driver's fingers. It's 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 a nightmare, right? It's an actual nightmare. It's a, it's, a, well, it's, it's 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 closest to being a nightmare oh, than it is the reality. You know that dream podcast? I think that would be great <laughs> if you were you would you would make sounds to try to make people have nightmares for people who just want to have excitement. Why at would nighttime. you do that? <laughs> Well, I mean, people like scary movies. Yeah. Do you think people who like scary movies also like scary dreams? I mean, it's crazy waking up in the middle of the night. You're sweating and your heart oh, is pounding. Cause I something... told you about the time when I woke up in the middle of the night from some kind of dream. And I looked down next to the bed and there was a man lying next to the bed. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like just lying. And I looked at Carly and I looked down at the man <laughs> lying next to the bed. And then I realized I had taken off my clothes in such a way that there was like pants lying down and then a shirt and then like, I guess my jumper or something for the head. But it took me so long. And you were in then, so in that just, scared. Yeah, in that just sheer brain stopping terror to even process that such a thing was possible. Oh my god! I, I, I was like, I can't. Do, do I alert Carly to this and get her to run or something? But then that is going to scare this person. Oh, it was. That is, yeah. that is one of the scariest things I could ever picture. Mm. Um, is there a way my of using that terror for comedy? But like without it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what about if there's, it's like that, but there's no release in terms of like, it's actually just clothes. 
What about the person wakes up? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it's just something. Somebody just laying there, and and you're so scared. And then the person's just looking back at you. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is that someone there? And they go, yes. <laughs> Should I be? And they go, what are you doing? And you go, I'm laying next to your bed. <laughs> oh, I, I hate this. This is getting actually so much creepier. And you go, what are you doing? I'm just, I'm just having a rest. <laughs> oh, okay. That, that's kind of okay. That's actually, that's actually a huge weight off my mind. What are you doing in my house? <laughs> <laughs> and why do you need a rest? <laughs> I just need a rest from all the murdering. <laughs> I'll just... I'm so tired. Oh, oh it's oh, again. <laughs> it was fine when he just needed a rest. Oh. Is there any comedy in this? Well, none at all. I mean... <laughs> I, there is... There is comedy i think in the idea of like something that's so horrible <laughs> yeah. right but that then you then you then just have to get used to yeah. right so so the idea of a, a a man lying next to your bed right is awful mm. you wake up and he's there but if he's been there for a week <laughs> you know <laughs> a month or like he's just a guy who just sort of there's some kind of a monster like this hideous yeah. apparition that follows you around and it just becomes a part of your life mm. and you, you maybe you even start like in some way f incorporating it into your life you're asking it things you're getting it to remind you of stuff right you know hideous apparition you said you would you would tell me to call the mechanic and and, and you didn't and well i think i think the idea Sorry. of a hideous apparition that is this thing that spooks you and it's just something that's been haunting your house, mm. right? And then suddenly kind of is always following you in your periphery mm. and things like that. And you would be so terrified at the beginning, mm. right? Maybe for a week, two weeks, yeah. maybe a month, right? Yep. But where a lot of these haunted house movies and things like that don't go is what happens six months down the road? Yeah, where it's just normalized. When it's just, this is just your life now. Yeah. And you realize, oh, there is just something that follows me that looks like a person constantly sort of jumping out and things like that. And now it's just a normal thing. And I guess you kind of interact with it on a more cordial basis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's still got to be horrible in some way. It's still got to be utterly horrible. Mm. And I guess it... <laughs> you know? Yeah, but... But what you know, you just go about your but, day. Yeah, uh, then I guess the thing that annoys you the most about it is the fact that it's so, its voice is so difficult to understand. You <laughs> like just clear your throat but, or something. But I think over time you just learn what it was saying. What, sort of, sort yeah, of, but 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 I like the idea that you that that you it winds up coming back. So after a period, you get used to it, and then you mm. start get getting more irritated by its little quirks. Right? By yeah. by little things about it, like you do with people in your life. 
The way they ate peas. Yeah, that kind of thing. The way they slurp right? when they soup. And then soup, it becomes an, a different kind of horror. Like a Chinese water torture. Kind yeah, of, yeah. Like of, it's, his, it's, the, it's like it used to be. It used to be his sort of like the way that he jumped out and startled me mm, that scared mm, me. Mm. But, but now it's his idiosyncrasies. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of a... It's kind of the way in which he bores me as well, mm. but also just the tiny details. Yeah, and maybe um, maybe he's made me realize that I'm not a good person as well. And he's made me realize that also that this might be what the afterlife is. And that's truly terrifying. <laughs> that maybe I could, you know, be in some... Like, he might be just trapped in there and he was a person like me who mm. maybe led a good life and yet the afterlife is... Yeah, wow. It's just arbitrary and... Where you can't communicate and you're just... Oh, it'd be so frustrating. God. I think that's definitely a sketch. Yeah, okay, Somebody cool. dealing with uh, apparition six months down the road. Uh, I think, look, I think we're technically there. I just want to... At five sketches. Oh, uh, whew. Yeah, I mean, we're technically at like seven or eight. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, I love but, a technicality. Yeah. Uh, but I think the guy laying next to the bed. <laughs> yeah. So he's laying next to the bed. Oh, stressing me out. I'm just so it. tired. Yeah. Like that. And then, and then he go, "Could you leave?" And he goes, oh, "I couldn't oh, possibly. Just I'm five just too more tired." Minutes. Like that. And then he goes, "What are you tired from?" And and then maybe he was doing something stupid in the house, like like you know, it's like. I was just making myself a sandwich. Oh, look, maybe it's not funny yet. But yeah, I mean, like, but say this guy's really, really tired, right? He can't leave because he's so tired. Like, what do you do? Do you put him in the bed? Say, <laughs> like, right, come in the bed. you and your partner. Yeah, right? You know, like, he's, he's, he, you just get some rest and then you can leave. Right, like, oh, I can't get comfortable. <laughs> Oh. All right. Well, you want my pillow? Yes, please. <laughs> Tell me a story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, once upon a time, there were three little pigs. Oh no, I've heard that one. Does this say anything? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's so horrifying. Yeah. Look, yeah. I'm gonna write it down. Okay, sure. So it's 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 the idea is it is a man lying next to your bed when you and wake it turns up. And it, yeah, and you just wake up and it's and it's so scary. Mm. And then you just want them to go. But in a way he has unfinished business, which is that he hasn't slept. Yeah. No, I will go. You you won't hurt us? You know. Oh no. I couldn't, no, I'm too I, tired. I couldn't I couldn't now. <laughs> I couldn't. Look, if you just let me get sleep, I'll just go. I was going to hurt you, but I won't now. I just want to sleep. I don't know if he says he's going to hurt you, but... Oh, that's interesting. I think it's nice to think that maybe, you know, that that he's changed his mind because of his... And he will... And if you're generous towards him, he won't. Look, this is the end of this episode. Uh, yeah, I mean... It's... I think we're talking about a man who's so tired. <laughs> he just needs to rest. I think I think I think in a way we're trying to tell ourselves something. Yeah. And we just don't is, know how to communicate. This is our this we're is frustrated. Our yeah. We're trapped. Okay. 
We've the got... first sketch, I think, was all about dreams. No, the last the one sketch... is about a man who's desperately tired. No, the first sketch was about a prison shiv salesman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that was the best sketch of this. Yeah, I definitely we started strong. Yeah. Um, then there's the flat plate for marshmallows, which... <laughs> I like that so much. That's yeah. really that's really so interesting. A to me. Bunch of guys go to a party. M and M's just on a plate. Just M and M's on a flat plate. Not a, you know what? Not even a plate. A chopping board. <laughs> chopping board. M and M's are flat on a chopping. A board. real thick chopping board. So when they fall, they really fall. Like they, you know, mm-hmm. they tumble. They roll. They tumble. They roll. They tumble. They roll. Um, we got rich people buying dream artists. So they know that it's just they have nothing left. Well, they never had anything. They never had anything. They were just purely technical business minds. Mm-hmm. But they want to, and, and, and the way that they've overcome that is by having money so that they can buy experiences, big boats. Mm-hmm. Having a big boat is an experience. Yeah. And, and then having a bigger boat is apparently a different and better experience. Better experience. Yeah. And also, the important thing is that. Poor people can't have those experiences. Mm-hmm. But then also, because of the person that this person is, this rich person, <laughs> they can't have regular experiences that poor people can have, like regular dreams. That's right. And so that's why they pay somebody to basically dictate dream suggestions to their subconscious. Well, it could even be that like they, they, they do have poor dreams, right? They just have regular dreams like everyone else. So you want a dream artist who can come in and can give you rich dreams. No, oh, rich dreams. Right? So if you're you... rich in your day-to-day life, you don't want to yeah. be dreaming about poor shit. Yeah, yeah, like right? eating a, a raw carrot. Yeah, so you they come in and they, <laughs> they, 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 they describe to you really sumptuous and luscious and expensive. Gold caviar. Thing. Yeah. Lip massages. That's right. Diamond. Eyeballs. Trousers. Yeah. All that good stuff. Um, then there's a small claims court for facts and many little arguments. But that isn't anything like John, John Hodgman's. Um, Judge John Hodgman? Yeah, it could be John Hodgman. Yeah, I think it is Judge Ho- John. John Hopkins, I think, might be like a medical hospital, a teaching hospital yeah, or something. teaching hospital. Um, yeah, but, you know, but it's about stupidity. Ours is about more about mm. stupidity than it is about... There's no truth that comes out of it. If anything, it breeds falseness. Yes, celebrates it. Okay, even. fear of. Oh, fi- okay. This is a person who has the fear of getting their fingers cut off whilst ice skating. Who goes to see their psychologist? It bothers them so much, and then they the way they they haven't been to an ice skating for twenty years, but the way that this psych decides to deal with it is by making them go through exposure therapy, and then they're now much closer, much higher chances of. Uh, getting their fingers cut off through ice skating rinks. Uh, and I think what happens... But the worst maybe, thing is fear, isn't it? The fear, fear is worse. Well, I think that you in the end, maybe fear. they actually get all their fingers cut off. And that's the only way in which that that's they That's freedom, can. yeah. They, yeah. So, and then, the, and then he, they pay the psychiatrist. Mm. Because if happily... Yeah. You, by grasping happily, but money not, with not easily. Palm. No. <laughs> <laughs> um... With pleasure, but not with ease. <laughs> then there's just a guy laying next to a bed sketch 
Which is just somebody wakes up in the night and it's just a man. <laughs> just a full grown man just laying next to their bed. But I think the apparition thing is more Yeah, the hideous apparition. I mean this is like yeah, it's it's thinking about like it's like a horror movie, hideous apparition kind of scenario, but six months down the road. Yeah, and then maybe it almost becomes like an odd couple kind of a thing. Maybe the hideous apparition has to go and get a job, has to start paying rent. Yeah. Who knows? I, I think it would only be fair. Um but I guess oh, I think an odd couple. If they haven't already done this, an odd couple where one of them is a ghost. Yeah, but you know what I think that we're, we're like one of the biggest problems with that is that, and I think it comes down to the to to a very base thing in human interaction is that the reason why that there would be troubles g- getting that to work is that you can never punch a ghost, right? And in the end, all all interactions come under. <laughs> And function under a mutual agreed uh, threat of destruction that yeah. we would do. And if you can't destroy the other person, hence the ghost. By punching. By punching. Then, you know, I don't know if he would ever pay rent. Yeah. Um, I just thought I would just put this out there real quick, Al. Mm. When I mentioned before diamond trousers, made me think of the Mohs scale of hardness. Mm. Right? And I think... That's great. So it's a scale that you use to measure the hardness of different things, and it yeah. goes from the lowest level, which is like talc or something, all the way up to diamonds, which is the hardest thing. Yeah. And you put different things on that scale and how easily they can be scratched or used to scratch something else. But something about a scale of hardness, but it's to do with difficulty and mm. so how hard different things are to do or to achieve. So, so we the- rank everything, that every undertaking, and you put it on a scale of hardness. That's good. So like... But like black diamond, uh, black diamond like ski tracks. Yeah, yeah. They're they're pretty up there. They're they're hard. Anyway, that's not important. The important don't, thing, I don't want to write it down. The important thing is. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Another enormous thank you to everyone who listened to the uh, the eleven hour hundred episode one hundred. Yeah, that's um, craziness. Um, we 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 think that's the best thing ever. There, are a, a bunch of people after that have donated to the Patreon, to Patreon, which uh, we love so much. Thank it's you fantastic. very much. Yeah, so Alistair, you would let's 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 show some respect to these guys. Thank you so titans. much to uh, Nico. Oxman and uh, Finlay Williams and Jack Henderson and a crazy large uh, thank you to Steve Hacklin, who I may have already mentioned, but his donation was unbelievably substantial. But everybody's <laughs> donation is equally worthy of thank you. Yeah. But uh, and you can always you know donate at the Patreon. Thank you so much. To and tank. Uh, thank you so much. We 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 care about you deeply, uh, in a deep way. Yes, and you know I would go go further than that, Alistair. Yeah, and I would say that we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting dot com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 